You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Podcast. This is episode number 216 of the Central News Favorite Podcast. Jeremiah Morrill here, joined by co-host Mason Roddinghouse and co-host slash producer Zach Burcham. Zach, what in the world are we going to do today? Oh, we're going to talk about all kinds of things that we came up with at the last minute because we're on we're on the show on the fly a little bit. We're going to talk about the, uh, the bipartisan highway bill and... All this road construction seems like it's already started based on my commute <laughs> to him. Just imagine how many more orange barrels are coming your way. <laughs> to and from work. Um, are people going to be fast to mast up again? And then, of course, the Summer Olympics are happening. I'm not sure if anybody's watching it, um, but but they are going on and there's people are talking about them. So we'll this show about is about our opinions about our lives in rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Just did about 20 minutes on, uh, I guess on, on my grass on cutting the old lawn and giving up on yard work. Uh, but it was good. It was a good conversation. And then it, uh, it spiraled into, uh, some upcoming travels and Mason's ridiculous, uh, ridiculous affinity for, uh, for Garth Brooks. What's his real name? Trial. Where are the bodies at? Oh. I can't answer that. Okay. Maybe we'll find out next weekend. It's a secret. Well, join Patreon. Uh, did he answer it? We don't know. I uh, do have to thank uh, our super Patreon supporters. $50 or more a month gets you and mention in every show. Those folks uh, at this time are Christy Avery, John Phillips, Anthony Meyer, and Fiddler's Green Cigar Company, Chris Lamb. Got some stuff in the merch store. Good thing we didn't delete out that uh, that mask, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, so I'm I'm getting ready to copy and that's why I was get my phone out so I could put in the uh, the link tree that uh, that we are so nicely created for us. Um, so you have BHL one two three four and mug and still have the uh, the stuff to the mask because those might be coming back if some people have their way. We'll see. It's going to be a part of the conversation. We uh, we do need to say a special thanks to uh, to Audrey Davis. And Lindsay Peavy and Dakota Davis for the uh, the condition of the studio. It is fantastic. It's never been more clean. They came over in over the weekend and did yeoman's work in putting this place back together, tidying up, cleaning up a few hours worth of work. There's no dust. There's nothing. It's it's fantastic. Uh, Dakota was going to be here today, but uh, because at about five o'clock we got a two inch deluge of uh, rain, he got called out and he's trying to make sure everybody's got their electricity. So. We will carry on, uh, and then we did have uh, we did have Chris Lamb uh, scheduled. We discussed that on episode two fifteen. He was scheduled to be with us. However, uh, some stuff came up on his side, unable to uh, to do it this week. So we're going to reschedule, and we're going to catch that one up uh, at a future date. So you get a very loosely planned episode yeah. uh, about the things that I've thought about, and uh, Zach Zach did help. He had a few ideas. He pitched in there. We threw him in. We'll see. We'll see where it goes. Uh, very high level. The conversation about Washington actually doing something bipartisan is is starting to happen, and you're seeing it on the evening news. And it's it's not been this instantaneous, like, hey, Washington just passed something today. There's actually been a months long process of trying to get a highway bill, the infrastructure yeah. bill, uh, through. And we've heard a number of different opinions and things reported as fact about it. Uh, and it's continued to change, and it sounds like some committees are actually involved in the process. Uh, but yesterday, uh, the United States Senate uh, voted to basically not filibuster the this bill. So what happens is that almost every major piece of legislation has this threat of a, of a filibuster, and nothing ever gets done. Well, uh, they've they've taken the the big step of I think thirteen Republican se- uh, senators including Todd Young of Indiana said, yes, we're going to let this bill go through and we're actually going to have debate and we're going to, we're going to go through the process. 
So it sounds like if things don't go terribly off the rails, that you're actually going to see an infrastructure bill come through to come through the Senate. Uh, and it's estimated at a $3.5 trillion price tag. Chump change, right? Compared to the COVID bills we've seen. Yeah. Nothing. No big deal. Uh, and it would be authorizing a bunch of, uh, a bunch of different, uh, road, bridge. I, it sounds like some, some other infrastructure. Yeah, some electrical. Yeah, electrical, sewer, probably some internet, broadband, all that jazz wrapped up in it. But the house is saying, oh, no, 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 no. We want four times that number. <laughs> we will. We can't possibly pass a paltry $3.5 trillion plan. We need, this is our big shot at 15 trillion or 10 trillion or whatever the hell we want. So they say it's dead on arrival. I think what, what you'll probably see is that it'll get through the Senate and then they're going to have to take it or leave it is you're not going to get, you're not going to get another change from it. So if, if they can get the 3.5 trillion through the Senate, I think they ought to be just pretty damn happy and call it bipartisan and move on. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see, but I, I think it's a, uh, it's an interesting, it, it's, it, I've always said that you get one thing in the, in a term as a president, Trump got tax reform, Obama got Obamacare, George Bush got prescription drugs and endless wars. But this might be the one thing that Biden gets in this term. Yeah. Especially in the first first year and a half, essentially, is when this stuff has to happen. So we're, yeah, maybe that's going to be the deal. I'm, I'm excited for them to actually, like, it'd be awesome if they just fixed roads as opposed <laughs> to, like, patched them. And you get done, like, I know we had we have some construction in Newcastle. And so it's like, well, they shifted the lanes. And on the part they've been working on, I can't tell they did anything. You just drivers like, oh, it's the same. So it'd be nice if they fixed them, fixed them. You want a total rip out and replace. You don't For want some patch. of this stuff. Yeah. Well, if I don't like dealing with this construction in the same places every year or every other year, it feels like, you know, and I'm, I drive through like three separate construction zones going home and I'm, I'm over it. So yeah, I like to see him. I actually saw somebody, our intersection of three and 38 in Newcastle is a nightmare. If you roll up to, I saw a guy roll up to today with a wide load and he couldn't make the turn on the three. He physically couldn't make the turn unless he would have gone all the way out around and come back through, take the whole intersection. And a police officer was almost there to help him because it's you, you can't figure out where you're supposed to go at first. You can't see it. And then by the time he saw it where it was, he couldn't make the turn because he would have drugged this huge farm implement over a concrete median. I was going to say, I saw that yesterday. Yeah, I saw it Literally I saw it watched an 18-wheeler go over that median. You know, this, guy wasn't, this guy wasn't going to do it because he had some huge thing. Like it was sticking out off the trailer even so people couldn't get around him. And I followed him up Broad Street, which because it was storming was a river. Yeah. Some lady up. pulled out in front of me in the turn lane on 38 on the way here. So she was going straight and she got over in the turn lane. These are some very so. interesting stories because I, I legitimately I was on two, I was on 38 today coming back from Indy about noon. And I was between two oversized loads. I've seen a yeah. ton recently. I, I don't know what it was, but it was with escorts and everything. And I, I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. When I come up, because I know we're coming into the construction zone. I said, if they're yeah. trying to turn onto three, I want to see how this works. And you can't. I don't, the only way they could do it is to completely stop. And this is an intersection that's normally uh, 38s, two lanes with a turn lane, and then three is four lanes this, with a turn lane. So it's five lanes wide. And to make the right hand, but you can't make a hard right. You have to this go. This guy went all the way to the left. Yeah, and then he, he took to the do. entire intersection and he did just fine. And, but the thing was, is I was behind him. So I was, I knew he was going to need room. Yeah. Cause I'm a, you know, big camper hauler guy. I know that he's got like a hor- horrible thing coming. So I'm trying to like stay back and there's another oversized load behind me. But there was one lady in a, Ray Chrysler minivan who decided she needed to get all up in all of it and passed me on the left just to get up into the left turn lane with him too. Yeah. Like dude, you, you need to just let them have a minute uh, and let them have the whole intersection. But I that's exactly sit. what I did is I let him, I let him turn and he did fine. And then the next one behind me did the same thing. Well, this guy got out halfway across the intersection and he got to the point where he was like right where the median was. And then that's when he could see where he was supposed to go. Yeah. And at that point he was already done. Yeah. Like he couldn't. Yeah. You had to, you have to start so far left there, to there get straight. No maneuvering. Yeah. And he was, he was, he was in the middle lane. He should have been the right hand turn lane in theory to turn right, but he was only one lane over and he needed to be in opposing traffic yeah. to get the turn made. Up. So I felt bad for him. But so I think, I don't know where he ended up. Last time I saw him, he was going down main street. I can't say anything. I'm part of the problem. I was coming eastbound down 
38 in, to the intersection. Didn't know. I knew they've changed the lanes, but I didn't know they made the northbound lane also the southbound lane. You know, yeah, on, it's a mess. So I, it's a construction zone. I you stopped need- right in the middle of a red light, looked at the guy at the left of me coming at me. I was like, all right, I'll go straight because I didn't know where I was supposed to go. <laughs> so I circled all around, went through the pharmacy drive through at Kroger, went to the ATM and got right back into that mess to go to the golf course. So. Yeah. The answer is take your time. Yeah. You have new traffic patterns. There's stuff happening. There's orange barrels. Don't speed. Don't get, don't get frustrated. Just take your time, get through it. Make sure you get home safe. I've been the guy on the other side of those barrels too, getting yelled at because something was screwed up anyway. So the last thing I want to do is have a car come, come rolling through into me. Bush. You get your bush, bush apple. Bush. Apple crisp. Limited edition. Limited. What does it taste like? Is it like apple juice? Try it. It's delicious. It's a child's beer. <laughs> you can't be over 30 to buy it. It nope. only is marketed to people between 21 it's like and 20 years old. It's Bush's Natter Days. It smells like it smells like apple juice. It is it's like delicious. It's not like a Red's Apple Well, it's not an Angry Orchard. It's very good. It's a Bush Light with apple juice in it. It's good. <laughs> okay. That's good. All right. I'm surprised it isn't like made with Mott's. Or like some Mott's yeah. apple sauce, <laughs> <laughs> just some like they. It's like a conjunction with or like. Look, this is the this is Bush Juicy Juice Light Apple, and it's just like made with real juice. Bill Lowry is in the chat, and he says the construction answer is the Rural King parking lot. That's the way to get around all of it. Yeah, I mean, and, and <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> He's not lying. I remember a couple of years ago there was construction in uh, Rushville. And it was right in front of the Kroger. Oh my gosh! And, yeah, you, and, and was it, you, uh, was it the Kroger or was it the safe the Safeway or whatever? Was, the, the other grocery store. It was store. a grocery store. Yeah, save a lot. Yeah, and, they, and the official in dot uh, was thirty miles out of the way. Was like literally to bring you like back to Newcastle, like to take you. I think to like almost to thirty, like over to thirty eight and down. Yeah, the it, was, it was like so, uh, yeah, go to Shelbyville and Greenfield yeah, and Newcastle. It was horrendous. And then you got down there and you're like, you, know, you can just drive to this parking lot, and that's what everybody was doing. And I was like, yeah, this is the way. We, yeah, that's why if I didn't know where that guy was going and known how bad it was, that was the first time I'd been through that intersection and paid attention. I just go through coming home. I go straight up Broad Street. I would have told me I just turn right and turn right in the Royal King. And there's even a light to get out coming out of the Royal King parking lot. But he's yeah, Bill's not lying. That's the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be the local detour. Pulling a Royal King, drive I, all the way down to Aldi, hit the intersection right there and go, go on your way. I guess I, I it's whatever. It's hard to see what's going on because you said there's barrels. There are nothing but barrels. There's barrels and, everywhere. And, and you depending don't know. on your perspective, I maintain that the traffic control people for that project, I don't know if it's the traffic control plan that Indot put together or if it's these people and the way they've decided to execute it, but they have done legitimately the worst job of maintaining traffic in that construction oh, yeah. zone you, of any project I've ever seen. I, mean, I live here. I don't go through the intersection a lot, but I live here and I roll up and every time I roll up, I have to stop and like, you really, and this is the worst thing you should ever do on a road. You shouldn't have to do this, but you need to stop like in front of the Kroger and like look around and figure out where you're supposed to be to figure out where, because you, if, for, if for the first two days, there were marked police officer cars. If you're wrong, showing you where not to be from Pendleton, you're three lanes away I'll from where you why that is be. in a second. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird, there's a weird thing with that. Yeah. Um, the contract tells so the owner's contract tells the contractor you have to pay a police officer to sit here so then they will just go find a, a police officer to go make up extra hours and they can hire them from wherever it has to be somebody with a uh, somebody with a badge that's that's legal in the state but it doesn't have to be a newcastle police officer it doesn't have to be a county or a state or whatever it just has to be somebody and if they got their take home car program, they can they can go do extra work. Because oddly, um, they they're doing work in Hancock County on two thirty four, and there's a Kenner police officer down and, there. But one day it was Newcastle. Okay, and it was I mean this was like within a mile of one hundred nine and two thirty four on two thirty four, and it was a Newcastle police officer one day. So yeah, it's Kenner today. Yeah, whoever they can get. Well, that's good because that means I did. That's why I didn't see the Kenner officer, <laughs> and I was going through Kenner today. <laughs> They were making extra down I'm there. I'm eventually going to meet him during this whole ordeal, and I hope not. But The worst is the cat is officer. That's I, the bad I know one. him, I think. Well, that's not the fun. I don't go through Caddis. I stick 234. I haven't gone 38. That, that town just sneaks up on you. Yeah. You get going 60. Oh, 30. It's just easier not to speed. It's not worth, or Markleville. It's not worth the time. I tried to cruise today, but it's just, yeah. So, Zach, your kids are going back to school. 
in a, yeah, in a week. You've been mask shopping for them? No, they used shields last time and we'll see what they do. But I didn't, that's one thing I told my wife that they, that CDC re, uh, released some recommendations and they think, and no matter what your vaccination status that you need to wear a mask, if you're in, inside in areas that are high transmission and basically anyone in a K through 12 school setting. And I told my wife, she's a teacher. She's not K through 12. She's just outside that. She might try and use that to her advantage. And she just kind of, uh, but my kids had face shields and I think they maybe never had to wear them in class. They had to wear them in the hallway. So we still have them. If not, we'll order more from Amazon. But Zach, I, 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 there was a grand bargain. The president said, get your shot. You don't have to wear your mask. You can throw your mask away. I haven't had a mask on my face in two months. I don't know if I could find my masks at this point. Yeah, I have to find mine too. I'm done. Yeah. I'm I'm out, out of the game. I'm waiting for something. I mean, I work in Marion County, so I'm waiting for something to, to crack down. I mean, unless the governor wants to send me home again, I'll take that. But I'm, I don't want to, want to have to wear them around the office either. It's just not fun. So, so James Briggs is the Indianapolis star columnist. And he wrote that uh, government rules aren't going to stop the latest spike in COVID-19 cases here in Indianapolis. The government probably won't even try to stop it. The masks, the social distancing, that was all supposed to just buy your time so that you could yeah. get the vaccine. And if you didn't get the vaccine at this point, it's your choice. It's That's your fault. Yeah, I know that there's a handful of people that have to socially distance because they are unable to do it, but they're going to have, they're going to be the ones that have to wear masks. If if we, if we go back to this mask crap again, the only people wearing masks are going to be the people that are vaccinated already that are trying to play by the rules and do yeah. the right things. And, if, and, if you're not and even a lot of the vaccinated people like no. me are going to be the hell with it. I've already done my part. Yeah. But you're going to have a handful of people that are going to just wear the mask to be, to I be. killed off somebody's grandmother to get the vaccine. So, <laughs> I mean, I know at work, um, the only good, some people aren't getting it apparently or didn't get it because they're wearing masks around the office when they're up and around. And then we had a couple people, a couple of women that are pregnant and that's a group that I've seen somebody say, Oh, there's no reason to think there's anything wrong with getting vaccinated pregnant, but they haven't. And I know some people who are also kind of in that world and they're not getting it because they're pregnant and they allowed them to stay home. Uh, for a couple more months until they're done with their pregnancies and work from home. And so I'm, I'm fine with that. Do whatever you need to help those people. But yeah, I had the hardest time. And it's because I don't really know anybody, but I had the hardest time being sympathetic at this point. If you're not vaccinated, then man, you're gambling. You've had the choice, right? You've had, yeah. you've had four months. And, this, and the Delta variant apparently is, is like nasty compared to the initial run. Like that's you, what they've said about all of them though. I don't, yeah. I, I have a little bit of skepticism about yeah. oh, this variant's worse than that one. And we're going to use more fear tactics. I, I think at this point you don't, nobody knows government doesn't yeah. know government likes to pretend like it knows and it likes people to obey and listen, yada, yada, yada. But if you've made the decision not to take it, then that's a risk you're taking. And if you think that taking the vaccine is too risky, then that's your decision too. Yeah. We have, we all have consequences, I guess. It's you, you have, you have options and you have choices and do what you want. We'll I see. Don't, I don't know. I, I, the facts tell me Frank Reich is a great example. Colts head coach. He's fully vaccinated. He tested positive for COVID, no symptoms whatsoever, and he's feeling fine. Yeah. So if you've gotten, if you got the vaccine, it's going to be a nothing burger. And if you don't have the vaccine, then it might be a lot worse. I don't know. We'll see. I got my shots. I think I'm okay. I got two shots, two shots. And I, I didn't, I never had any problem with in the beginning. Like it didn't bother me. I had one day where I was knocked down. The second shot. Shots didn't bother me. I've never really been. I'm looking, I have COVID. There's a chance I have COVID. So I'm looking forward to the opportunity to get my booster shot. So that I can sleep like a baby again for a night or two. Because it was uh, the best night's sleep of, my, sleep of my life. It really didn't do anything for me. Well, you're not old like Zach and I. I spent a day wearing sweatpants covered in a blanket. And it was 80 degrees. I'm, I'm not really up for that. But we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think much is going to come from it. Yeah. I, don't th- I think I heard some on the radio. They said that Marion or the Delaware County that he's, they said they weren't going to bring back restrictions. No. I don't think anybody, the only place but that everybody might, says, Hey, we're not going to bring back restrictions. I think First of all, it's that only happens at a commissioner's meeting. They meet twice a month and they have an opinion until they don't have an opinion. And they change it. The only place I yeah. think that might do it's Marion County. And I don't think it's going to be as full fledged as because you've got, they've committed to a hundred percent Colts games when banker live bankers lives open back up. It's a hundred percent Pacers game. It's, they, they, I think they realize the monetary value of um, 
restricting again. So I don't think it's going to happen. The bargain, I, I still come back to the bargain that people were making was we had to wait on the vaccine to exist. Right, right. Now that the vaccine exists and you've had many, months, many months to months get it. Months. I mean, it is what it is. And you can still, out. you can still go get a Johnson and Johnson. Right. Get, and be done in, walk four, in anywhere. 14 days and completely good to go. Yeah. You can walk in anywhere right now and get any vaccine you want. It's not even a shortage. Right. But I'm so. saying that if you want the, I mean, if you want the Pfizer, right, it's right. going to take, you know, five weeks to get your full. Right, full whatever, but or and I guess it's six weeks if you get the Moderna. The Moderna yeah. is like four it's weeks like, between. Yeah. Pfizer was three weeks between, and Johnson and Johnson you get it today, and you're, you're right. fully good to go in yeah. fourteen days. And the, the CDC's came out and said, "Hey, it's a it's it's becoming a pandemic between of the, the vaccinated unvaccinated, and unvaccinated. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, there it's. I'm not in any way, shape, or form pressing anybody to get it. You know, everyone's got their own right to it, but that's hands down, that's what it is. So. If you want the chance of not being able to live a normal life, well, all right. You're here. You're, go at it. I'm going to sit back and travel out west, see a Garth Brooks concert. So, whatever. There's no COVID out there either. I can tell you that. I've, I've maintained None. that I wanted to take control of my life and my calendar and my schedule and not have to have the, I was close to somebody. I'm not going to be able to do the things I want to do. If I found out today that I was exposed to COVID, oh, well, I'm vaccinated. But if I wasn't vaccinated and I was exposed to COVID, now I've got to go hide for the next two weeks. And I go and get a test. W- and I have to go inconvenience myself and get a test and not go to work and not keep my work calendar. Right. And by the way, all of my social activities are killed for two weeks. Right. I would much rather get the damn shot and be done. Yeah. And I'm, I'm happy to be where I am. All right. Olympics are happening. Are they? Mason, have you been watching? No, I don't like the Olympics. Just this time or ever? No, ever. I used to watch them with my grandpa, but it's because it's the only thing he'd turn on the damn TV. But other than that, no. So the Olympics are for people born in the 60s and earlier. I find no enjoyment out of them. I mean, any of it, actually. We've got literally the NBA is in our, like, the pristine, pristine, the premier league of basketball in the world, and we're getting our asses handed to in the Olympics. So if we can't win at basketball and we get killed in softball and yeah, it's not worth my time. So you only care if the Americans are doing well. That's what you're saying. No, I don't even care then really. Okay. I, no. Zach. Yeah. I try to watch it when I can't. I haven't had much time to watch it. I mean, it's the fun parts watching sports. You never see the rest of the, like the other three years. Like one day I watched it and they were doing like kayaking. And it was like a man-made river. And I was like, this is insane. And so you get to see some stuff and you're like, you think, oh, how hard could this be? And then you watch it and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know how they like do this stuff. So I try to catch it when I can. I just turn on whatever's on, whatever channel I flip on and see what's going on. To this point, I've watched zero Olympic coverage and it's not on purpose, but I'm pretty busy. But I think my honest answer as to why I'm not doing it is because in my mind, it's already happened. And I think the geography, there, there's multiple factors, multiple reasons why I think I, I care a little bit less. The geography kills it. Whenever they're in Japan, it's for the other 14 it's, hours it happened in the middle of the night. So it's literally like this shit happened. And then you wake up at seven or eight in the morning and find out everything that happened in the Olympics. And I go, well, what the hell with it? There's nothing to watch. I've, I've got the results. You, you, you're not in the cone of silence and the spoilers are done. And in a world of social media and Twitter, if you really care and you're following these athletes, Instagram, whatever, you're going to know. You're not going to yeah. hide yourself from it. And you're not going to choose to unplug from daily life and your normal routines just to watch the Olympics. So I think that's the first strike as to why this year is an issue. The next strike, I think, is because of the pandemic, it's a year off. So it's not when it was supposed to be. And you haven't had the normal run up to it that you're supposed to have. And I assume that you don't have the normal crowds you're supposed to have either. Because normally you would have... There's like no crowd you know, there. You, you turn on... To me, the Olympics are... Winter Olympics are always a bigger deal to me than not, right? I loved watching skiing with my dad, my grandpa, snowboarding, skiing, bobsled, skeleton, luge. That Those are like the pinnacle events to me of the Olympics. And you would hear, you know, if they're in the Alps or whatever, you hear the bells and the screaming of the crowds and all that stuff. And I assume they might be trying to pipe in some noise, but it's not the same atmosphere. Yeah. That's a big part of it for me. Isn't, isn't it in like the U S next in 2024? Like, uh, 
Los yeah, we Angeles should, again or something like that? Uh, Maybe that's in like 2028 or something. Yeah, I, uh, Los Angeles will it's be hosting the Olympics. Up. But there should be a Winter Olympics like next year. Yeah, yeah the Winter Olympics. And it's in... Um, oh, was it in um, China? Yeah, they'll be in Beijing. They'll, they'll be the first people to host a, a summer and a winter games in the same location, I think, within... Almost, yeah, it was almost back-to-back. So, yeah, we have, uh, we have more Olympics coming up in February. So, literally... Winter Olympics? Yeah, the Winter Olympics. Winter. The Premier Olympics. Where's that opinion. at? Beijing. Beijing. Okay, yeah. and then the next Summer Olympics is when? 2024. Where at? I forget how long out they've got all that stuff. Because oh, I've, yeah. I've heard that they're having issues now. Like, there's a town that got the Olympics, like, for the next Summer Games that they've picked, and nobody else applied. <laughs> Like that was it. That was their only option. Twenty twenty four will be Paris. Oh, is that it? So that will be to me. That's going to be a much bigger deal because it's in Europe and it's only five hours off of us. Uh, so I think that's going to matter more. That's a and then twenty twenty eight in Los Angeles <laughs> is going to be massive. That's why I don't go. It's trash all over the streets. I can see the Eiffel Tower in Mason, Ohio. Twenty twenty six is going to be in Milan, Italy. The uh, Winter Olympics in 2026. Oh, that'll be... Yeah. Oh, 2028. Find that one out. We're doing some European... I might get tickets to 2028. Los Angeles. Is that it? Yeah, yeah I'm not going to LA. I heard that's trash, too. Christy Avery wants us to make the clarification. It's the men's basketball team that are embarrassing themselves. The women are doing just fine. <laughs> I don't watch women's basketball. <laughs> I, or, you need to watch your mouth. Christy I, has been a Indiana I'm Fever I'm not season saying. ticket holder. Let's be honest, the WNBA, in terms of actually watching people play basketball, has been less of a joke than the NBA has been for its entire existence. So the, the, the Summer Olympics has really has screwed up. That's another place where I think the quality of the team of the American scent has been screwed up because of COVID. Right. Because right. The, the NBA finals just finished last week. So people right. did not play that would typically be played. Right. The NBA has been pushed back months because of COVID. But that's a partial. Like, and so, but there are members of the two teams that were in the finals that are on the team. That, um, there was two guys from the Bucks. Yeah, they, but, because but, they talked about yes. they, they had to fly on the same flight. Yes. yes. They're there, but they're not practicing. You didn't have pre, you didn't have international play ahead of time. It's just boom, you dropped in. You didn't practice as a team. They haven't been functioning as a team. There weren't any qualifying events. It's just like the NFL last year where there was no preseason. You just boom, go. Well, how many of them are all-stars? Because I, know, I think they've gotten into another thing where they, you know, they came back with a dream team, like back when ninety two, yeah, for Barcelona, and that was like legit. You look at that ninety two and ninety six, and it was, was insane. And then all unreal. of a sudden, since then, like they'd be like, "Hey, is LeBron doing it?" And uh, no, he's not going to do. It. He's and letting they're the worthless. Young, they're, let, they're letting the young. They're like, "Oh, I'll let the young." And like, no, this isn't a thing for young guns to do. This is like we're supposed to go over there with the best we have, and so, and this is a thing where people, I guess. It's an interesting thing if you want to get into the Simone Biles situation where like Simone Biles was having some issues. She stepped away from the team competition and from the all around. So Simone Biles won like five medals in the previous Olympics five and years. And she's ago. considered the best by gymnast. almost anybody. Yeah, the greatest gymnast ever because there's moves named after her and that nobody else can do still. And she tried to get there and she had some issues like like a couple of missteps and then she was getting disoriented while doing the vault which sounds nightmarish to be like flipping through the air and lose ground and people are roasting her for getting there and it's the, but at the same time how many NBA players just didn't go and we're like yeah that's fine they have better things to do they're sitting at home rich and they've, they've, they've been for the last 20 years, that's what they've been doing. They just, eh, I'm just not going to go. So Simone Biles withdrew from team competition. From team, that yeah. was the first arrow is she took is it was, she, she pulled out of the team deal. She was like, I'm, I'm not doing the team, team sport anymore. But a lot of uh, gymnastics and Olympics are similar where you have a lot of team and individual There's a team and all around and an individual yeah. round. So she's withdrawn from the team sport and she's withdrawn from the individual all around. And then next week, I guess, are the actual, some of the other individual items. Yeah. And she hasn't made a decision on that yet. And I'm kind of neutral. I was kind of neutral on eh, whatever. I don't care that much. It do, I don't, yeah. I'm not that invested in it. So if you can't do it, fine, no big deal. And then there are folks that have a, an opinion of, you're there to represent your country. You need to be tough. You need to, you know, and then 
the more people talk, the more it sounds like she's had a horrific childhood and had a number of issues uh, that lead into concerns for her. Yeah. Uh, I did notice that you shared a piece that, uh, that's been running around the internet today from a guy named Byron Heath. Um, and he was, he, it was kind of a, an op-ed that he put on his Facebook. And it's got about 475,000 uh, shares today on, uh, on Facebook. And it's talking about a correlation between Simone Biles and Carrie Strug, who was the, in the U S Olympic team, uh, gymnastics event in 1996 at, Atlanta, which is way before Mason's time, which blows my mind because <laughs> in 1996, the Olympics were a really big deal. They're monsters. We didn't have cable. It was in the United States. There was a bombing. It was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, but the American women's gymnastics team with JC Phelps of Greenfield, Indiana, uh, coached by Bella Caroli, they, they had all kinds of adversity or what felt like adversity to us at the time. Uh, and, uh, Carrie Strug basically hurt her leg and she pushed through the pain. She had some tough coaching from Corolla yeah. and she jumped again or whatever, stuck a landing and, I mean, and did two vaults. Yeah. Uh, and, and she won the gold medal and at the time it was very much celebrated. You sure. shared this piece today and it's somebody looking back at it th- kind of through her daughter's eyes and her daughters are horrified at the way that the coach was speaking to her as an 18 year old girl saying do it you can do it tough it out do it you can make this jump and they're like why the hell did they make her jump again and then and then i think it implies i'm not sure of all the details i shared i read it and but you have to do some research and that ultimately she retired after that and i don't know if it's a result of the injuries um or what's going on but it's this thing about forcing or this yeah kind of telling somebody you need to sacrifice and sacrifice and there's a certain point where people are kind of realizing and this is true in the nfl is true in a lot and the nfl is particularly true people are like that's cool. I'm going to do what I can do, but I want to have some quality of life after this or as a result of this kind of thing. See, that's the, that's the part of sport that I think separates folks is that you're just going to go full send. You don't care. And certain athletes have that in them and they want to do that. And and the gold medal is the only priority. It's all that matters. And then there's folks that say, no, I'm, you know, I'm going to do what I'm going to do what I can, but it is what it is. And if I have to back out, I have to back out. I guess I Andrew Luck situation. That's that's the Andrew Luck situation versus Austin Colley, the wide receiver for the Colts, who literally would spend four months rehabbing, go over the middle, full send, get knocked out, and and be be out again for another four months, and he's out again, right? And you have those different spectrums of of football players. If you look in motorsports, Zach, yes, you listen to Alan Jr. talk about the Indy Five Hundred, and you don't care if you live or die; you're just going to go. Nothing else matters other than winning that race, winning that gold medal. And I think that's some of the the cowboy attitude that some of these sports are known for. Yeah. Well, so it's it's a difficult balance to say in this era of is the pendulum swinging so far of well, no, if you're if you're is it being mentally tough or is it I don't know, you've got to, you, you know you got to make sure you're mentally safe. I I also looked at it in the moment I was watching in the moment, whenever they're showing on television, I was watching it and I was like, she was also struggling to do what she was there to do. Her performance was, her performance was suffering. She was going to hurt. Yeah. And I was like, if she could hurt herself or maybe she just decided, you know what? I am a detriment to my team at this point. And if I withdraw, then they're going to be better off without me potentially screwing everything up. And so there was that side of it too, because she was having issues. Yeah. And she could have, you know, there's always not like nightmare stories, but there's some story about a, a girl like breaking her neck doing so. Cause some of the stuff you watch, you're like, Oh, they're just doing gymnastics. And like watch some of the stuff that they're doing. Like I watched her floor routine and I bet she was like 10 feet in the air, like flipping around. I'm like, Oh, that's not the kind of thing. We're like, Oh, I just fell and I hurt myself. Like you, you fall and you pop back up. You can like hurt yourself yeah. doing some of that stuff. There's so. massive risk. I mean, Greg Luganis, I famously cracked yeah. his head and yeah. led into the pool. You've got gymnasts that could fly off and kill themselves. I know that there have been people that have died doing skeleton. I think there was one of the training runs in uh, maybe in Russia or, or per, even maybe four years before that, where a guy literally flew off and, and hit a cross, yeah. cross piece of steel and, and died. Uh, you know, in in the Winter Olympics, or what's the one where uh, like 
gashed her knee open with the the skate, the whole different sport, but figure skating. Figure skating, or, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's a risk in every every sport. I saw a tweet today um, with the whole thing. It's like, you know, Tom Brady mentally can go out there and have just, you know, not be in the game mentally. And, you know, at worst, he's throwing interceptions or missing targets. Yeah. And then you have a gymnast who's jumping 10 feet in the air doing 30 flips in a matter of four seconds go out there and not mentally, you know, in it and could land on her neck and just end her whole life. So, yeah, but you, you know, if Tom Brady's left tackle screws up mentally, doesn't do what he's supposed to do. Tom Brady can get himself hurt very badly. Right. Right. His but, knee could be blown out and he could be done for the year. But too. One wrong move and you're not all the way in it. It's yeah. It could become a matter of life and death. I'm not supporting you're, you're, or disagreeing you're, you're, with the situation anyway. You're a but, locker room guy. You, you're, yeah, it's you're, just locker you're room athlete. talk. No, you're, no I'm, listen, you're, you're an <laughs> athlete. You've done this. So would you push, you know, you're a pitcher. Say your arm's torn up. Are Would you have forced through to try to finish a game or would you say, screw it, I'm done? I mean, how, does, how do you make that decision as an athlete? Uh, I mean, I knew high school was probably going to be the end of the road for me. So like if I was if I was talked to by a coach first the first step as a coach in baseball and somebody's arms hurting is usually yeah we gotta get them out because uh, arm health is like trying to protect the player number exactly and that's what you're trying to do for the long run for the player and not only that but for your team in the in the meantime but um you know the first thing is hey we gotta get them out get ice on them whatever me um everyone's got a different mindset when it comes to their sport. I'm kind of, well, I started it. I think I've got to finish it. So if my arms kill me, I was the guy who had, I had a small tear in my labrum senior year. And uh, I would eat about seven, eight ibuprofen before game, rub about half a bottle of Asper cream on my arm, uh, a little biofreeze. And after game, about eight more ibuprofen. A lot more biofreeze. You fight your way through it. Uh, yeah, and it's I just like, go at it. It's like it. a scene at a major league, which is yeah. also a movie that's too old for you to remember. I love that movie, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Everybody you know, loves the Guardians. But yeah, I, uh, I I was one to push through it. But I also understand on a professional aspect, you know, if that's your career, that's a difference. So that's not my career. That was just something I enjoyed to do. I did it in high school, you know, had fun doing it. That's these people's career. You know, Andrew Luck. He he made more money in a snap than we see in ten years. So it's like, okay, he can retire as long as he has the kind of, you know, it depends on his lifestyle. Like, can he afford his lifestyle? He can, and he's done. Simone Biles, Bales, I don't know. You know, she's out there, and that's what she does daily. Like, that's her job. Her job is a U.S. gymnast. That's so. If if she was to. You know, she's got to do what's better for her in the long run. If she, that's what she wants to keep doing. So she, if she wanted to hang it up, I'm sure she's not making Andrew Luck money to hang it up. It's all a stat where if you get a gold medal in the Olympics, it's only like $35,000. Where in Singapore, it's a $1 million U.S. million if you get a gold medal. Well, so, do you want to go ahead and spend some more government money? On, no, I gave Olympians? the government enough today. So <laughs> that's a no, but... I, I, it's uh, it's all how you see it, you know. Those, like I said, they make a living off what they're doing. I, I saw it and I was disappointed when she backed out. But I was like, I'm not, gonna, ju- I'm not gonna judge her for it, right? I was not, like, some people got real angry. I would say not my pastor, not my bullshit. So, Zach, it don't you think it's the same people that get pissed off over everything? Yeah, because they want to get pissed off. Yeah, somebody said, oh, some guy had to bow out from Facebook arguments due to carpal tunnel complaining about Simone Biles. It's like the same people. It's just like, I looked at it, I was like, man, it's a bummer, and I can't imagine being in her position. I watched her get interviewed by Hoda. I can't remember Hoda's, any of her other names, but um, or she has a last name, but... Today Show. Today yeah. Show Hoda. And I don't know, but it was SNL, the, she, drank, she has a real drinking problem. I felt... <laughs> that whole show. Um, I felt bad for it, Hoda Cole, during the calm. interview because... It was like, I mean, she's in this weird position where she's considered the goat already, the greatest before she's retired. I will say that Hoda has the same drinking problem we do on the show where we drink throughout well, the show. So it's the same. Yeah. I, I can't throw stones. But the interview was just about like, what's it feel like to be the greatest? Did you ever think about how it would feel to be the greatest? What's it feel like to go in the Olympics as the greatest? I was like, man, I'm like, if there was just like a, hey, could you stop jinxing me in an interview? That's why I thought right. I was like, man, if that's all she got hit with. The entire time was just 
So what's it going to be like when you go in there and just sweep all the medals or whatever? I was just like, man, that would feel... Wasn't 2008 the same with like Michael Phelps or 2012? They're all like, yeah, well, how's there it There are a couple people that's happening too this year. Like what? the Americans are stumbling in some events since people that they thought were just going to sweep it all. Right. If you look at the uh, the show notes that we prepare for all the patrons, there is a, uh, a link, uh, the Simone Biles uh, deal. If you click on that, it's actually Michael Phelps uh, speaking on her and talking about how he had, you know, after 2012, he had suicidal thoughts. He, yeah, he struggled massively. Pressure. Because of the pressure that was there. Yep. I, I feel like, so if you look at the metal count, the U.S. as of uh, the printing of the notes at about five o'clock, the U.S. was uh, leading uh, with 38 medals in total, uh, 14 gold, 14 silver, and 10 bronze. They were trailing the Chinese and the Japanese uh, in gold medals. Uh, they, those, each of those countries respectively have uh, 15. What's ROC? Uh, that's the Russian Olympic Committee. Yeah, the Russians are banned from the Olympics, but their committee is still behaving as Russia. Are they really banned yeah. from the... They're banned yeah. because they had a state-run doping operation. Like, the government was actively had an operation to dope their athletes, but it was like two Olympics ago, and so I think they said, well, there's but a whole That shows of, how much I really there's care a whole about bunch of the politics. Olympics. I actually so, watched... I'd forgotten about it, but I watched the opening ceremony just to see essentially, how weird it would be. Their uniforms say they're the Russian Olympic Committee. They're not Russia. And they don't play the Russian theme song. So are they banned forever? Or this, just this one and maybe the next one. Yeah. It was like one one winter, one summer. But they all still get to participate. It is what it is. As one month later. Like a slap on the If you want to get the weirdest political and see how just kind of crazy the Olympics is with politics, watch the opening ceremonies as they try to explain their way in and out of various things because there's. Areas that aren't independent countries, but the Olympics consider them an independent country as a compromise. And you had the Russian Olympic Committee thing, and there's just all these weird things. Well, this isn't really a country, but we just we they came up with this agreement to allow them to represent themselves. And you're like, this is a weird world that we live in. But yeah, there the Russian Olympic Committee is an interesting being thing. a country. Nobody to be a country, all you have to do is have one other country agree that you're a country. Yeah, but everybody won't recognize you as a state. That's why if you fly through Israel, you have to have a couple of passports because you need a burner passport so that the non-Israel recognized countries can let you in too. Yeah, it's a convoluted world, as as Zach said. Yeah. All right. So that's the Olympics update. We will, uh, I guess, we'll continue to monitor. Maybe. Yeah, you will. Maybe I won't. Plausibly, no. And we'll be back on Wednesday. We'll have a report after the uh, the first Nashville trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, speaking of Tom Brady, though, did you see the video of Tom Brady? I don't know if that's real. Tom Brady with the uh, throwing it into the, the, the ball, yeah, the ball, throwing it into ball like, machine. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if that's real. Like, how would you fake that, Mason? Because that machine is continuously running. It's spinning forward. How's he jamming it? For, is, There's is, no way you're jamming that for a second. It's spinning it that, for a second before it's, it comes. That's back. why I think it's fake. Because those, like, I've been around those machines. I promise you, those things are going firing. You could put your arm in there, and it's going to rip your skin it's forward on the bone. Like I don't. That's the most I, convincing thing I thought because somebody was trying to say, like, whether or not he could do it. I'm like, oh, I don't have any doubt that almost any NFL I quarterback bet he could hit that could, spot. Could hit it because there's there's no defense. There's right. no there's no pressure. Like if you watch somebody shoot around before a basketball game, you'll watch a guy just sink threes. Steph just Curry like, hits out of bounds shots. Continuously, yeah, because, because there's not a six foot ten inch guy right, in his face, right. or in, in the case of Tom Brady, there's not like a, a there's whole not whole JJ Watt coming around your <laughs> yeah, corner yeah, at 300 you, 300 pound lineman running at him. But yeah, the, I did wonder about the. I mean, when I watched it the first time, unless those are specifically made where they they launch on like you on know command. demand on command yeah. or whatever. Um, no, because those are typically those are you put them in and it's continuously running. You get any. Part of that ball in it just sucks it in. Jeremiah found a story that K H O U out of Houston is reporting that uh, it was created by a digital artist. Yep. It is not accurate. Yeah. Bummer. But it's a pretty cool video. It's pretty cool. Well, and then they, at, the end, cool he, at the end, he like knocks it down. Yeah. And you're like, and it shoots straight up. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. I think you could probably do it if you. What's more to. impressive than that is the fact that he played a whole NFL season with a torn MCL. The video was created uh, with art director Ari Ferroy, creative studio Warm and Fuzzy, and produced by Shadow Lion, a creative media company. Imagine making a video just to go on TikTok. (laughs) Yeah, just nothing's real anymore. Nothing. Yeah. 
Good for them. Yeah, I wonder if I'd see that going around. And there was Roy confirmed he directed the clip. Creative Studio Warm and Fuzzy did the computer-generated imagery, the CGI, and Studio Shadow Lion produced the footage. Yeah, I, I'm excited because he comes to Indy this year, and it will be the first time I've ever seen him. It's probably his last season. Like I think it might be end of the road for him. And he comes to Indy this year with the new 17th game in the NFL. So that's going to be fun. That's going to be real fun. Let's start some final thoughts. What do you say? All right. Mason, what do you have prepared? Anything you need to talk about? Anything you're excited about? Anything you're pissed about? Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always pissed. Uh, no, um, I'm excited for this weekend. You know, it'll be my sixth, sixth Garth show. I'm going to get a Sharpie and write number six on in you. Just like three years. Concert. Um, which is kind of impressive to me because he doesn't tour every night like a normal artist. You know, he doesn't have four or five shows a week. It's more like one, maybe two a month. So I'm, I'm excited. Um, I know J- I con Jaren going and Sarah. So that's going to be a good time. And, and our, our plan is you bought an extra ticket. So we had a fourth and then they kind of dropped re- out. You're recently single is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. So- I'm four years recently single. Um, so. well, this, uh, this young lady that, uh, we will use a Garth Brooks reference and call her Allison, Allison Miranda. Miranda. She, she's no longer able to go with you. Well, not so, with me. So you're us. now looking for a new Allison Miranda. Our uh, plan is we're going to take this. So we're going to arrive in Nashville. And early. somehow I'm losing money in the situation. And you are going to talk to, and we're going to go to Broadway and find me pretty, a wife. Very pretty young ladies. And offer this ticket up for the night. And we're going to chat some folks up. And, and we're going to find you some arm candy for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to be on the floor at a Garth Brooks concert. There's nothing better. So. I mean, Zach, if you couldn't get a date with a, concert, with a floor seat concert ticket in Nashville, a thousand feet away. I'm going to just. To the biggest show of the year. It's going to confirm my thought of. I'm staying single. I not having kids. <laughs> I'm selling the house. I'm buying an RV, and I'm out of this damn place. And it's not like it's just a one night thing because you're coming back four okay, days later. Yep, yeah, and it's, I'll there's be there an opportunity. For a whole weekend. There's an opportunity for a second. Find a, a little white chapel. Date. There's. So, it's gonna be. I. I'm not fully. One hundred percent down with this idea but i think it's the best idea we've had so far with the situation <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i'm excited to spend the weekend out there um but and next weekend and see lots of lots of artists that we enjoy so so who is going to open for garth brooks have you have you determined so they're anything? doing i think what they're doing is their normal opry so they're gonna say uh, whatever, doo WSM, and like, uh, this is a grand old opry, and all of a sudden you're going to have the the fiddles, and so this is going to be going a to grand have, old opry. Yeah, they're live from the Garth Brooks concert, then they go back to the grand old opry to do the big part of the show. So, so I think we're going to see some bluegrass artists because that's typically how it goes, probably like Jeannie Seeley because that woman has opened the opry for so we're going to get 40 like years. Vince Gill, no, yeah, and no. then and Which, then Luke Combs and then Garth Brooks. No, I don't think anyone that big, but I think there has a chance. Ricky Skaggs. I would be okay with Ricky Skaggs. You think we'll get Ricky Skaggs? Yeah, get them highway 40 blue. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see One that. One more time before he's gone. Yeah, hopefully never. That, he needs, <laughs> if he dies, I'm going to go to his funeral. Jesus. Um, so, I mean, Mason travels, so I wouldn't <laughs> doubt it. I'm not betting anything against he, it. He, he, um, How old is Ricky Skaggs? This is the question. He is. Let me guess. Hold on. Ricky Skaggs is 60... One. I'll just tell you from the picture, he looks eighty-seven. Well, that's the same with Randy Travis, and he's only sixty-two. Oh, tell me, he doesn't look like a long-haired Jerry Springer. <laughs> you can't <laughs> see that kid. Really you can't. does. Yeah, it looks like a long-haired Ricky Jerry Skaggs Springer. Is, uh, is sixty-seven years 67. old. Is he that old? I. Wow. I'm going to be honest. I. Th- I he- well, how old do you think Garth is? Probably about the same, but Ricky Skaggs has no. not aged very no. well. Garth is fifty-nine. Um, I mean, over it's close. But Randy Travis <laughs> is sixty-two. Randy <laughs> Travis had a stroke, buddy. Don't he looked old before that? <sighs> okay. 
But yeah, like I said, excited for the weekend. Excited for uh, a new. How old twist. is Garth Brooks? Fifty nine. Okay. Right. When did he turn fifty nine? Uh, October. Right. No. No, that's wrong. It was this year. It was March. February. February. Close. I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, he's. I mean, Garth's been popular for longer than Mason's been alive. Garth's been popular since 1989. Mm. I, have, First, I have Garth Brooks albums on cassette. I actually just got three new vinyls of him today. Well, they're not new; <laughs> they're singles, so I can frame them. But yeah, which ones? Uh, I got no fences. No, I have no fences. I got Fresh Horses. I got In Pieces, and I got The Change. In Pieces is my favorite album. Eleven dollars each. In Pieces is my favorite album. Yeah. For sure, the uh, iconic red and white shirt with the, and then it's the the red and black and uh, it's, it's a red, it's red and black, black shirt, shirt and, but, it's, and the the it's checkerboard. Yeah, checkerboard. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and then all the song titles are either the Fresh Horses well. or um, I had that on cassette. What Which I wear, I go to the Garth Brooks concerts wearing a white t shirt because that's what he did on Sevens. Yeah, and it's really easy. Mason thinks it's hilarious. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, whatever I, he, he got in, the, he got in my car today we went to the elks for lunch and he was putting on a pullover like a button-up shirt over a white i said just wear your garth shirt <laughs> said, just wear your white t-shirt but anyway no. all right so it's gonna be gonna be a big weekend yeah a lot, get a lot of windshield on any car you're so. gonna be well indy cars are still a week away yeah that's I, true. I am excited to see what the track's gonna look like ahead of time to be down there like four yeah, or five days in advance see, yeah, some of the construction and and to kind of scope out what it's all gonna look like so i'm I'm excited about that too yeah it's Nissan I'm really excited for this Garth concert due to it being in Nashville can we just call it l p field l p yeah what's l p what it used to be no it used to be Adelphia Coliseum. honestly Nissan Stadium from the outside looks like a a trap. I've been there. I've watched. Be weird uh, and call it Dotson Stadium. You could really date <laughs> it. That's before me. That's before me. But I think it. I, I. I've said this, but I think this concert has the potential to see a few bigger names, just because it's in Nashville. People just have to drive twenty minutes from their house to play. One of the more. Uh, I have like a little Google screen display in my kitchen, and so instead of just like playing music on it, I create a YouTube playlist. Of songs and I'll just have it play it. So there's me and one of the coolest videos to see is a Justin Timberlake concert in Nashville and Garth Brooks Garth shows, shows up. up. Yeah, yep. and, and they that sing is friends one in of the places. greatest like moments ever because you know people like to tr- like a lot of people like to try and segment things and they'll say I'm a fan of this I don't like this and you see and you realize if you pay attention to almost anything racing music anything those people are all like fans of everything. Right. And those are two guys that are just having a great time together. Right. And then I'm not sure if it was supposed to be the end of the show, but it looked like Justin didn't really know what to do after that. Right. Cause he was like, because he understood he's like, this is, this is kind of like not his town, but it's more his town. than it's Justin's town. I think right. he was, uh, Justin's from Memphis, right? Yeah. yeah. Is that right. Were they yeah. playing in Memphis? No, they're playing they in Nashville Bridgestone yeah. arena. Right. So he's That's a, te- he's a Tennessee guy because all the concerts in the last two years that I know that, we're in Nashville. Always had somebody big. Like Luke just finished his big tour. Um, well, his first big tour two years ago. Um, you're never Luke broke Combs. my heart. Luke Combs, yes. And he he closed it out in Nashville with two nights. Well, the first night he brought out people like like um, Thomas Rhett came out, Keith Urban came out and played guitar. And it's just because everybody lives around. Yeah, here. yeah just like for for entertainment. Right. They're just going to go over there and hang out backstage for the evening, which is what it looked like in that video. Right. Look up the video. It looks like that's what Garth's doing because Garth comes out and he's in like a Carhartt jacket and jeans. Yeah. He's not dressed I mean, for he a probably show. just pulled up in his Chevy truck, parked outside a door, and he just walked in and he's like, yeah, hey, yeah, I'm here. He's in like, it's a, like, he's in like we, a green room. We go jailer. to, on a smaller scale, we go to Jade County Fair where I believe Jared and I have more teeth in our mouth than the whole crowd <laughs> had together. And and it was a sight to see. Anyways, <laughs> more neck tattoos than you've ever than have ever tattoos, been gathered in any one place. Um, Knee high socks. Yeah, I just wondered about the quality of the show at the Jake County Fairgrounds. I was like, it was oh. not bad. I mean, I when mean, it got rolling, it was just one of those venues. You're just like, yeah, hmm. it, they they filled in the mud bog and and just put a stage on top of it. Really. But, you know, Sammy Kershaw has a chest cold. Uh, uh, it's more like emphysema, I think. But <laughs> Sammy Kershaw did the entire show holding <laughs> his fingers on his throat yeah. to try to be able he's to like, perform. He's, yeah, he's, uh, he's I got a backup plan. I'm going to find the six drunkest sons of bitches out here. That's what he said. 
And then he's like, I told you all I got plan B in nineties artists, two big songs. Didn't even play them. He played one and Phil Vassar's little Ro- red rodeo. He sings that and Colin Ray Phil- comes out, but oh. that's Phil Vassar's song. Well, who's playing at eight. You're hurting salute. me so much. What? Phil Vassar. Vassar. God damn it. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah. By the way, Jimmy out. Vassar's dad died. I saw that. But somebody, yeah. And Colin Ray it. comes out and I think if you go out in front of any other crowd than people that go to a county fair because Sammy Kershaw and Tracy Lawrence are there. Well, they're really ridiculous. They're kind of like. We bought Joe Diffie. They, they want to be there for Joe Diffie. Yeah. Well, that's so. why I went. <laughs> Hey, but I even wore my Kershaw, Joe Diffie t-shirt. Rough night, still doing better than Joe Diffie. Yeah, oh, he, he was crying. crying. He was he crying did. over Joe Diffie. They sang. It, it was it, yeah. There were there were some confusing moments because they yeah. literally. Sammy Kershaw is like, "All right, we're done. It's raining too much. Everybody yep. go home." Basically, is what he tells the crowd in tears. And then we're literally going to walk out and leave. And we ask a sound guy. He's like, oh, no, Tracy Lawrence is still trying to play. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of people ends. were mad. I saw the Facebook after that. People were like, yeah, they told us to go home. And turns out Tracy Lawrence played. And the best part, I think, of the whole experience of the Jake County Fair is we're sitting in the grandstand because it's torrential downpour. And you see this guy throwing out hats. Then it goes to a couple T-shirts, a couple <laughs> bottles of water. And I say you know if it was beer i'd be interested no shit comes out has a whole case of bud light they start just chucking beers and like i'm not like saying like lightly this man is rear back and two-stepping boom (laughs) into the stands with bud light i looked the uh the tennessee Titans stadium was built as a delphia coliseum 1999 to 2002 lost naming rights uh 02 to 06 and then it was lp field from 2008 to 2015 yeah it looks like a nissan trap outside that stadium does not look nice outside inside's different but outside it looks like a real janky roller coaster like it looks like scaffoldings all around it but it's actually just the building i was flipping through pictures on my memories thing and i was i have pictures of lucas oil when the, the roof was still just a frame right i just drove by i was like oh look they're still building that so if you go to the wikipedia page for lucas oil stadium the in construction picture is mine i'm for attributed real? yeah yep You're, that's terrible attribute that's terrible it's mine you're you're a user on wiki you can go in and just change shit all the time i mean 15 years ago we were told in high school yeah don't use wikipedia yeah people change stuff in there all the time yeah don't use it college same thing don't use it sometimes sometimes it's entertaining but i like to read some of them yeah especially during the olympics people make quick changes to it i love it after like purdue iu games because when purdue beats them at assembly hall they'll be like um or type something up like There's something it, funny is up there with Mackie like Arena or Mackie South or something like that is in Wikipedia nicknamed Mackie South. Zach, you got any final thoughts for us? No, normal L and K. The weather's supposed to get nicer. Let's hope it does. I don't know where. I have eighty next I week. I don't know where everybody's listening from, but and it's air you can wear season. And I'm over it here. Like I thought it would cool off after the storm, and it just got more muggy. So. I'm hoping it cools off. Have you been watching the Clueless Farmer? This is my final thoughts. Have no, you been watching I, need the Clueless need, I need to get caught up on He it. released another video today. Mark Brim is is a week into his farming career. There were two back-to-back episodes of him trying to move all his crap from Indiana to South Dakota. He made it. He he had a 20-hour drive that should have taken him 12 because he was driving. A, they, they, went, they packed for three days. They went on no sleep. And they got in the car and they just drove straight through and they packed so much junk that nothing was secured in the back of the truck so they couldn't stop and get a hotel room. So instead of it taking them 11 or 12 hours to get to South Dakota, it took them 20. And well, they were they were barely able to speak when they I got watched there. one of the, I think the very first episode he put out of uh, his travel, I got into it because I think you shared it on Facebook or something. And he's like, yeah, we stayed at that hotel. And he's like, not happening again. <laughs> he was like, no, no. See, I about positive. I was like, Ugh. he said, this, it's cheap. <laughs> it's cheap. This week's episode starts with him being so delirious, he realizes he had left his truck door open all night. <laughs> he's just like, oh, well, screwed that up. So he's running combines already. He's figured it out. He's harvesting wheat or grain. So or did he buy doing. this property with all that on it? Uh, it's, it's his father-in-law's. He is a ranch hand. Uh, he is uh, okay. he's farmhand for uh, for the family business. Trying to learn like family land with this 
with his wife. Trying to so is his wife taking it over in future? I think is he's that- had a standing offer from his father-in-law to come out there and learn how to take over the farm. I don't know if, I, how much to take over with. Learn how to farm. I do love that Mason watches our show and listen. Yeah. And he just explained all this a from Mark Bram when he was on. He was on like episode two to eleven. Yeah. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mark was just here. And we'll have him back. All right. That's enough of this. You guys are awesome. We appreciate uh, all of your support uh, for, for joining us, being a part of the show. Jump on iTunes. Rate us. Four stars, five stars. Five would be good, but, you know, you do what feels right. We'll be back on Wednesday next week because we do have that big trip to Nashville, Tennessee scheduled. Uh, we'll be back on uh, August 4th, Wednesday. We'll see you then.